Let's take it to the edge. Let's get deflected. Let's talk about the night perspective. Let's get sharp. Let's get a little real. I'm Dan Eastland with Dogwood Custom Knives, and I'm here with Kyle Daly of KH Daily Knives, and this is the Knife Perspective, number 062. Head west, young man. <laughs> How you doing tonight, Kyle? <laughs> oh, not too bad. I've just about got half of the handles ready to epoxy on my big uh, knife center order, so. You getting a handle do, on it? Getting a handle on it, and let me tell you, these 12 that I did with the bias cut Westinghouse uh, canvas micarta are going to be lookers based on oh. just the polishing the the fronts of the, the, the handles, like the patina on it and stuff is going to look spectacular. Yeah. It's hard to replace some of that old school. I mean, the way that micarta ages mm -hmm. patina is the perfect word. Like there's just no replacing that, that old feel to them. Yeah, I think I think they're going to look spectacular. I'm excited for them. And uh, the the fire hose red one that I uh, am doing too is looking pretty pretty good too. Do any of that uh, red circuit board? No, not on these. Uh -huh. So the the three handles are going to be the bias cut brown canvas micarta with black and blue liners, and then doing the fire dog. Uh, red canvas micarta with black and white liners and then doing black white and gray g10 with a thick orange liner that's gonna be kind of sexy yeah what was really interesting and dan at atlas told me about it was since they're layered black black white gray it really makes a difference on what side you have flipped up so mm. one side you see a lot more gray and black and it like gives the handle a lot more darker look and then the other side you see a lot more white and gray for how the colors fall huh. uh when you shape it so uh, that material you almost get two handle materials for the price of one there a, a bargain at half the price i'd say <laughs> yeah but yeah it was it was super interesting and i was shocked to see it myself so how are you doing what do you got going on man i i am buried but i'm doing all right a little nervous. I'll find out next week if I tore my rotator cuff again. That's kind of got me freaked out because I'm just starting to to get dig out of the hole from last time. So are you icing it or what's what's the what's the procedure to find out if you tore it? An MRI next week. I saw my ortho. We've gotten to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't look super great from the outside, but hopefully it's just a strain. I can rest it, maybe some cortisone. I'll be good to go. But because it's me and I have a tendency to do dumbass things, it also might be a tear and we're going to get an MRI and find out. Yeah. Well, hopefully we're hoping for the best. I appreciate it. Uh, it, it. It finally dawned on me that I am much closer to 50 than I am 40. Okay. And, uh, 
apparently you can't train like you're 25 when you're almost 50. Yeah. Um, I, I, I thought that was defeatist bullshit. I was going to be a part of that lie, but eh, maybe, maybe smarter, not harder. There's something to that. Yeah. Apparently like, uh, back in the day, the average life expectancy was between 30 and 40. And apparently that's why your body really starts to fall apart. Like once you hit 30, <laughs> that would explain a great number of things. I, I gotta be honest. I'm a little surprised I made it this far. Yeah do some fireworks for number 50 man we're gonna do it big for 50 like i'm thinking live band a couple of my chefs like we're gonna do 12 courses in between each course band plays like a three or four uh song set uh, yeah i'm thinking 12 14 hours we're gonna do it up i was gonna say the uh, three or four songs between 12 courses you're gonna be there for like most of the day yeah, for Beth's 40th, I think we had nine or 10 courses with like two or three songs between each course. Hmm. Um, Where'd you do that at? I, actually, we did it at our house. Oh. Buddy of mine that uh, he was getting, well, he, I was raising hell in uh, Buckhead about the same time he was playing in Buckhead. So my chef and one of his sous came up and our old kitchen was kind of awesome. It was an open floor plan. And we had a counter that you could seat 14 people at facing into the kitchen. So we seated everybody along the counter. Uh, the set, the two chefs did like their spiel and they cook a course and serve it. And then while they cleared and reset for the next course, my buddy would play like a couple of songs and then we just bounce back and forth. Um, interesting it, it it helps to know people <laughs> i gotta start knowing more people yeah man especially in the food and music industries yeah you've been wasting all you've been wasting all your time with like manufacturing and knife makers and you, you miss some opportunities dude yeah i need to venture into chicago more so yeah that that can get mixed responses yeah well, the the food scene in there is pretty good. There are there are a couple of pretty good chefs down there. You know, in, until I can find McAnally's Pub, I'm not interested in going. I've I've heard Girl and the Goat is pretty darn good. Uh, man, what's her name? She's one of the Iron Chefs. I lost it. I can't remember it right now. I'm, I got to be honest. Everything after Girl on Goat, I I didn't hear anything after that. Girl and the Goat. Oh, that makes way more sense pretty sure it's and the goat uh, actually i'm not exactly sure now but yeah there are a couple there are a couple really good uh a couple really good restaurants downtown i i've got to admit i've heard the food scene is pretty phenomenal yeah i still yep. want a steak sandwich at McAnally's pub and a beer yeah you need to get some of that deep dish pizza too Ooh, yeah yeah all right we've talked about that i need to come up there we need to make that happen <laughs> yeah I still need to make it over to Greenville. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I can do that at maybe after Blade Show next year. Ooh, you know, if you can schedule it right, wrap up Blade Show, take Sunday, rest and recover, then come up, come up on Monday. Yeah. Maybe we'll have a, a session of Camp Morningwood is we'll be in. We can go down to the river, 
certainly be uh we certainly can do some good food yeah is that chantrell season yet yeah that's oh. depending on how the weather goes that's middle to the end of chantrell's and uh around me cool all right are dealers. we going to jump into our sponsors or no, no. dealers Remember, what are we what are we doing here sponsors yeah people right. were just blowing past the sponsors so now we got to be like jackass radio people and mix the commercials in you got nobody <laughs> to blame but yourself people so we're going to jump right into dealers uh like old town cutlery old town cutlery the carrier carrier of the finest culinary cutlery from dogwood custom knives and kh daily knives that's old town cutlery for all your kitchen knife needs yeah, we got Knife Center also carrying Dogwood Custom Knives and soon KH Daily uh, Bushcraft Knives. Still working on trying to get them to do some kitchen knife stuff, but yeah, they seem to they seem to like those outdoor knives. Yeah, the, the ground is fertile there, but I haven't quite gotten anything to take seed yet. Yeah. And uh, Dan's other one was Chef Craig, the Cook Station. You can find Dogwood Custom Knives there in Greenville. And you can find Northside Cutlery in, here in Chicago, on the north side of Chicago. They have a bunch of Cage Daily Knives. They have a, still have a few MagnaCut kitchen Ooh. knives from the Blade Show run. And I think he has like eight or ten knives. So check those out. And um, I hope I'm not jinxing myself, but. They should be there by the time this airs. Uh, Blade HQ is carry- is going to start carrying dogwood now. Dun to the Got a bunch of the new fish and fowls headed up that way, and uh, we might have a couple of eight inch chefs knives headed their way as well. Cool. Yeah, Blade HQ guys are cool too. Yeah, they came by. Uh, they came by the table a couple of times. They they seem to be a fun crowd. Yeah, I always like watching their YouTube videos and stuff. So, and that takes us to the Guild Watch and Knife Shows. Yeah, sorry, I'm yeah, I'm feeling playful tonight. <laughs> You're good. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I've had my two, I, I've had my two martinis. I had dinner, and I'm, I'm relaxed. I'm ready to do this. November 19th will be the South Carolina Custom Knife Makers Guild. That'll be in Greenville, South Carolina at Dan's shop. Uh, if you go on either, I know we've got a web page, but if you go on Facebook, we definitely have all the details there. Now that I don't have a kid playing football, we'll probably do some sort of social Friday night and then meeting on set, uh, Saturday. Also, I'd like to throw out there, anywhere in the South Carolina or South Carolina adjacent region, if you would like to host a guild meeting, we would love to help you do that. We can help out with cost. We can help out with setup. We've gotten on a little bit of a rut of the meetings being at the same two shops. And I really, I want to open this up. Really, I I want to give up the presidency quickly as I possibly can. I'd love to find some other people to host this, some other people to be president to to really push this out across the state. So if you've got a shop, big or small, backyard, not backyard, we don't care. If you'd like to host a meeting, we would love to help you do that. 
Cool. And that's my cry for help. <laughs> and we got uh, shout outs and gear talk brought to you by Giants Knife Supply. You can use discount code KP Grip for 10% off all handle materials that they sell. And they have a lot of them. And uh, also you can build knives and all sorts of stuff there. So check out Jance Knife Supply. Look, guys, I know you're buying handle material at Jance. So use the price code, get 10% off, and let them know you're listening. Mm -hmm. Please, please let them know you're listening. Like, seriously, if, if, if I have to pay for this, my show this myself, pay for this show myself. Yeah, that works better. I'm screwed. You're screwed. Nobody wants that. So come on, just, just go buy some handle material. Use the price code. It works for everybody. Yeah. And even if you don't get handle material, you can always put in there as a message. Thanks for sponsoring the podcast. Let them know that uh, you're appreciative. There you go. Help us help you people. Yeah. So you, Dan's got all the shout outs this, uh, this time, I but I got, I got one real quick. Uh, Grissom knife and tool. Frank Grissom got this bottle opener from oh, him. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, helped me open my new Glarus spotted cow beer, uh, right as we started the show. So, uh, if you don't know Grissom knife and tool, he makes some pretty cool, uh, folders, uh, Riverstone. I've got one of them, uh, somewhere over here around here, but, uh, yeah, definitely check him out. He's making some cool stuff. He goes to all three blade shows. So, uh, definitely check him out. Sorry, uh, had to open a bottle. <laughs> I've got a decanter. Yes. All right, so it is a decanter, <laughs> and it is kind of a badass skull and crossbones decanter. Y'all can't see this, but Kyle can appreciate the awesomeness nice. of this decanter. Mm -hmm. uh, my friend Mel got me for that. What's in there? M is that, that tequila, uh, vodka? No, no, that's that's uh, that's Belvedere. Belvedere? It is. All right. Uh, but it's the Belvedere Spalted Rye. Okay. It's the Heritage. I like it. It's, it, you know, I got to be honest. It takes me back to my roots. It's kind of the old moonshine. It's got a little, I, I mean, I love a nice, clean, smooth vodka. This isn't, it's not medicinal. It doesn't have any lanolin to it, but it's it's got a little flavor. Like you can taste the rye. Um, it takes me back to my childhood. All right. Sneak in. Sorry, I digressed, didn't I? Sneak in, vo or sneak in vodka out from under the, the cupboard or wh what part of your childhood there? <sighs> Debating how honest we're going to be at this point. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, yeah. It, it was less sneaking the vodka and more um, maybe skimming a little off the belt of uh, the um, mason jar. Okay. That was also kept in the cupboard. Gotcha. For medicinal purposes. Yeah. For cleaning cuts and or cuts and wounds. Exactly. <laughs> All right. I got to be out among our people. And it was pretty awesome. Yeah. So I'm completely taking over uh, gear talk and shout outs because I got to be among our people. And I want to start with Corey Dunlap who used to manage the Knife House Phoenix location and made the the understandable but really horrible, horrible business decision that I tried to I, I, I tried to warn him against, but he's decided to be a full-time knife maker. 
and is doing a really good job of it. Uh, matter of fact, I think I want to have him on because he's been on the retail side and now he's moving to the maker side. I think that'll be a cool perspective to have. Yep. He's also a really phenomenal sharpener. He studied under uh, Aitan, mm-hmm. who, among other claims to fame, sharpens he sharpens more tools used in brisks than any other person in the world or in the country at least and when you need a fine edge i mean you can't really argue circumcision blade is probably the finest most emotionally important edge that that any of us can associate yeah so, so he's studied under that kind of master uh he is carries uh nanohone products which I'm also a big fan of. And, you know, we'll put the ads or the dot coms or whatever in there to find him. But he's out in Phoenix and had some really impressive blades at the show. Very cool. Yeah. I've been been looking right. at getting some of that, some more of the Nanohone stuff. I thought that Nanohone was at Blade Show West, but apparently they were at a different convention center in Greenville, South Carolina. So Dan and, uh, the Nanohone crew did the flip flop. Absolute kick in the crotch when I found out that they were at my hometown while I was in Salt Lake. <laughs> I, I don't know who I need to file a complaint with, but complaints will be filed like full on swoopy pixel pixie haired Karen style. Yeah, definitely want to get Hap Stanley on sometime to talk about stones, too. That's a very good idea. Yep. Text me because, you know, I don't remember these shows. Yep. <laughs> and uh, I'll see if I can track him down. Yep. Jake at Jacob Creates was doing some really cool little knives. You know, my three finger, my cub. I love like the the little really useful knives. He's been making for a little while. He was new to me, which was kind of the cool thing about this show was that I got introduced to a lot of new makers that I'd never heard of and some new markets that had never heard of me got introduced. And he does some really cool little users. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we got to edit this in somehow because I don't know Julio's. You know what? We're going to stall or edit or bring it back to the end because I can't remember. He used to be 5'11 when he was doing all my Kydex. And now I got to, uh, I'm trying to remember what his new company name is. Julio Diaz. Yeah. I think it's Diaz Blades. Uh, you know what? There it is. You know, when you say it out loud, it's it's kind of obvious. He also does some pretty cool knives. Diaz Knives is his uh, Instagram handle. His Kydex is phenomenal as well. He had some really good knives at the show. It was cool catching up with him, too. We both kind of came in early, so I got a chance to hang out with him for a little while. I also want to say uh, hey to Mike at auxiliary manufacturing we were kind of table buddies we were we were back to back he's got some some cool kitchen knives they're more of like um not like a thai cleaver but more like a thai vietnamese style knife with a real high up the tip is really upswept on them but at the i played with them a little bit the feel is right it's it's a good solid shape it's not a shape i use but it it's a legitimate, good, solid shape. And he kind of blew me away. We were talking for a little bit and I 
I was looking at his knives and he mentioned about what the next podcast was going to be. And it completely caught me off guard. He was one of the first guys that, I mean, I'll talk more about it later, but I'm still wrapping my head around getting recognized. And when he mentioned it to me, it completely threw me off track. Um, I don't know where I was going with that other than that it was kind of weird to have like makers know who we are. Yeah. It was funny too. I saw him start following the knife perspective Instagram and I sent him a message and circled it and said, what is this <laughs> about, or I said, about time? And oh, he goes, he goes, I don't, he goes, I don't know how I'm not, how I wasn't following the podcast. He had been following me for a long time. One of the things I always love that Mike has on his table is he has this big sign that says you bleed on it, you buy it. Yeah. And uh, that always cracked me up too. He used to be a Chicago guy. Yeah. And uh, has a pretty extensive culinary background. So his, his lines are legitimate. Like he has the background. He's got the experience. Mm-hmm. Um, there was something else I was going to add, but you know, editing you'll you'll just i was hoping not to edit this one but we'll edit it all right just that one part (laughs) that's all the editing i need (laughs) you're leaving it in aren't you (laughs) oh wait that's how i get around editing what see that's more than two you have to edit it now i'm gonna start sending you an invoice (laughs) you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have a swear jar Okay, all right, we're going to be serious now. (laughs) Oh, I finally got to meet Mikey from uh, Greg Hansen and Sons. Did I say that wrong? How you have it typed is completely wrong. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Fanatic, man. (laughs) Look, it's your own fault for letting a dyslexic write the show notes. (laughs) Oh, no, I see it now. Yeah, that was way wrong. But it was awesome meeting Mikey. We've talked a lot on the phone. We've worked together on a couple of projects like the French Macarta or French Laundry Macarta. But it was cool to finally have a, a, a face to put with the name. Got to hang out with those guys for a little while. I am blown away at the new trout patterns they're doing. Yep. As soon as I see I, I complained a little bit that by the time I see it on Instagram, it's sold out. Mm-hmm. So I am hoping that they're going to kind of double down on, especially with the rainbow trout and the steelhead trout. Some of those patterns are freaking awesome. Yeah. Greg posted a bun cut, uh, like the circular bun yep. that he smashes. It was like a, uh, like a psychedelic color uh, palette. Uh, it was pretty, pretty cool. I just bought two, three, four four of their handle sets and the purple and blue glow in the dark. Okay. Yeah. I, it, it's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. Kind of starry night in the glow in the dark features, but it's purples and blues. Um, it's got a name. I can't remember it cause I don't do names, but if you're looking on the website, don't even bother. It's sold out by now, but if it comes back out, it is awesome. Yeah. All right. Is this septum? I, you know, I had to read some of these knife names and I'm dyslexic and borderline retarded. So <laughs> septum, that's right, isn't it? I think so. All right. 
Septum Knives had a really cool kind of minimalist blade. Um, had some really cool lines to it, but part of what I liked about it is it was a really minimalist handle, but it, it fit the hand. Yeah, he does a really cool, like, cleavery looking kind of knife that I've always really liked. I think I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, looks like it's probably like two, two and a half inches at the kind of the front and kind of tapers in towards the handle and then kind of sweeps up sort of like Todd's M18 at the end. Yeah, they didn't have it on the table, but I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Estella came by to say, hey, which I don't know. I guess I've known him. Shit, it's coming up on eight, ten years now. Uh, always a great chance to hang out with him. There's a, there is a rumor he's going to be coming back to God's country over here on the East Coast. So hopefully we'll get a chance to hang out a little more, but uh He's uh, he's doing a lot of outdoor instructional classes, uh, phenomenal marksmanship stuff, a lot of long range precision classes. Um, always kind of fun to pick his brain, but great to see him. His girlfriend wasn't with him, so it was kind of a eh situation, but it's still good to see him. <laughs> Talk about another guy we need to have on the podcast. Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah. All right. You know, text me. I'm not going to remember this podcast. <laughs> I sent you a list of like 25 people the other day. Yeah, I didn't read it. There was like too many names. It was complicated. <laughs> Just send them. <laughs> uh, no, I, you know, I think, I think we're going to get ourselves booked like four or six months out. Yeah. Like planning in a calendar and stuff. Be oh, good. Shit, man. Don't, hey, easy with that language. Man. <laughs> you, you put, you put your plans on me, man. I'm a free spirit. Free something. <laughs> and you deserve every penny of it. Uh, Real oh, uh Ben Aiken and his wife Cindy came by and they're freaking awesome. Especially Cindy, who got her husband to start listening to us. Uh want to shout out to both of them and thank them. Thank you guys. They're doing uh doing some outdoor knives. They've moving into some kitchen knives, as we all should be. Really impressive to see some of what they had going on. Great chance to talk to them. Husband and wife team, Ben does the knives. She does the sheaths. Sometimes a little envious. Like having a wife that's in the industry there that can go to the shows and that kind of thing. When you step away from the table, can really talk about all the knives in great depth. You know, actually, I got to give Beth her props. She was at Salt Lake there for me. And um, she knows the knives as well as I do. Maybe some of the blade geometry, that kind of thing. She doesn't know as well as I do, but we've certainly established that if I will just get out of her way, like walk away from the table or the booth, sales go way up. I don't know if it's because I'm a terrible salesman, if she's a beautiful woman. I, you know, I'm, I'm choosing not to think too deeply about it. But A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. <laughs> yeah, but uh, she has been at the shows, uh, really been supportive for me, and she's there, there selling for me. Cool. I didn't know she went with you to uh, Salt Lake. She did. It was kind of awesome. Uh, she had a work trip and was supposed to be coming back home that weekend and managed to reroute her flight at the last minute to meet me in Salt Lake. Uh, she got in 
late Thursday night for a Friday morning opening at the show and worked the table, which was great. I had a table this time instead of a booth. So I didn't quite have the room uh, for coolers and that kind of thing or to be able to step away from the bathroom. So it was it was even better than at Blade Show to have her there, kind of have in my back. Um, actually, tomorrow, holy shit, tomorrow's our anniversary. 22 years tomorrow. So 24 years together, married 22 years. It's a good thing you remembered. Yeah, I did. I should get like flowers or something. <laughs> For for remembering, right? Not for her. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Totally. Matter of fact, now that I think about it, she should get me flowers for me remembering. <laughs> so we got Atlas Materials sponsoring the the show uh, section. Hang on, hang on. No, no, no. Hang on. Hang what? on. There's one more. Yeah. Yeah. So, no. yeah. One more. I did. Oh. I want to thank everybody that came by the table. I don't want to stroke your ego, Kyle, but this is really a fraction of the number of the people that came by and have heard about the podcast. And I want to thank each and every one of you. And I really appreciate everyone letting me know and saying hi and let me know that I do a significantly better job at hosting than Kyle does. <laughs> I want you to know that that, that that touched me in a deep emotional way. And I, I truly appreciate your support. And that's why I come on every other week <laughs> nice <laughs> you know i'm here to screw you <laughs> i hear or uh did you meet brigham kendall he's one of the guys that said he was going to try to stop by your table he's a salt lake city guy it's a knife maker he would he didn't have a table he just was uh, an attendee i believe yeah there were two there were two local knife makers that came by and brought their work by and it was they were really impressive they talked about being kind of, oh, I'm just new to this. But if they're making knives like that, it just being, eh, I'm new to this. I kind of hate them. Yeah. Well, there's a lot more information uh, out there now than there was when even I started. So that's it. That That's why these new kids are so much better. It's because the, cause we were there to teach yeah. them. And there's so many more, so much better equipment too. That's like, yeah, more reasonably priced than just the the kmg only grinders yeah when i was coming up it was kmg or bader was really yeah and the baders weren't really set up for knife making or the burking and was it wilton wilton square wheel those were the other two yeah. like industrial grinders that a lot of people used yeah but Bur burkings they... are great machines but they're uh they're pretty pricey Oh yeah, I mean they were completely out of the the one the one person shop knife maker market. Although Jess Hoffman has one of their one of the Burking twenty inch wheels, really want Jeez. really want to give that a go for an S grind sometime. Right, second thought, I don't know, I don't know if I do because then I'm going to probably want to buy one. And uh, yeah, the the twenty -inch down that path. Down that path of lays madness. Yeah, that twenty inch wheel, that's basically all of your two or seventy two inch belt. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the uh the old timey bicycles with the huge front wheel and the tiny rear wheel. Yep, that's basically it. So. All right, let's get in the meat potatoes. What everybody came here for, other than to hear me. 
<laughs> the show, Blade West. That's right. I was there. I'm your man on the scene, ready to give you a report. Yeah. What? What was? What was the vibe coming in the door? Ooh, wow, man! You're getting way ahead of yourself. Like, like you're trying to put on your condom and you haven't even taken your underwear off yet, man. You gotta, oh. you gotta ease into this. We're gonna talk about the setup day a whole bunch first, or hey, hey you know. You got to preheat the oven before you can bake a pie, son. All right. Well, who's who's sponsoring this section of the show? Oh, that'd be Atlas Materials. And they have never regretted sponsoring a, a, a segment more than they do right now. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Natasha. She listens to every every show. Oh, that poor woman. Yeah. Who is awesome, by the way. Yeah. I usually get to deal with Dan, so I only get to see her at uh, at Blade. Mm-hmm. And it really makes me question why I talked to Dan. <laughs> I thought it was because your name was Dan too, so you'd remember it. That would probably be the most of it, yeah. <laughs> so it's not a situation I have to deal with. I've gotten really spoiled with Blade East with a few years we won't discuss while I was in the frozen north of east is a really easy just drive in for me so i've never really thought about like the travel in and salt lake city was i mean even from greenville it was two hops getting in town so it was the travel was pretty easy a couple of people drove in 19 20 hours which is brutal pulling a full-size trailer but in the grand scheme of 3700 miles across the U.S., kind of a central location. The interstates ran pretty well. The hotel we were in, there's going to be a hotel attached to the conference center that'll be open next year. But the Hyatt that we were in was pretty nice, reasonable, especially compared to Atlanta rates. And the hotel was nice, had a good uh, good fitness center, nice restaurant, nice bar. I'm just skipping right down the list. But uh, the area was pretty good. At night, maybe you wouldn't want your wife walking alone uh, more than a couple of blocks. But compared to Atlanta, it was it was solid. Yeah, plenty of good places to eat. Was this your first time? First time in Salt Lake City? Yeah, it was. I I've never been there, so. So really flat. Like I was not prepared for how freaking flat it is out there. And you can see the mountains and apparently they're a long way away, but it, it, it's weird. It's like, I don't know. Okay. So it's a valley, but rather than like a V shaped valley that I'm used to, it was just dead flat. And it took my brain a little while to wrap it, wrap it around that. Well, it used to be a, a lake. Oh, that would make sense. <laughs> plenty of good restaurants around there a little light on the this is probably going to shock some of y'all they've got some weird really weird liquor laws out there like not much of a bar scene club scene it was a little odd the area we were in there were plenty of really good restaurants but there wasn't much there was like one irish pub but you know, I like a good shady dive and they were not like a lot of dive bars, that kind of thing. You had to be prepared for like a lot of white tablecloth eating. 
which I don't have a problem with, but just, just be prepared. There was no pit. Arguably, I mean, the pit's the pit. Like, you can't reproduce that. The convention center, like I said, isn't finished yet, so we'll see in the future what it's going to be like, but there was no, no central place to hang out after the show. There was, however, an after party. I got to be honest. Sorry, aren't you kind of jumping ahead? There's some oh, show in, in between this and the after party, right? Oh, yeah. Wasn't the after party Saturday night? It was. Like all, right, all of the show? Back, I'm going to come back around to that. Right <laughs> now I'm talking about like the social aspects of the show. Now, who's who's got the condom off now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. So I get a little excited. But the second one, I've got, I'm going to stay for that. <laughs> all righty. All right. <clears throat> After party. I got to be honest. I miss most or all of it. I didn't mean to. I went out to dinner with Uncle Lee and some of the gang. And, you know, I'm used to kind of the Atlanta situation where things don't really get fired up till like 10, 11 o'clock. Went out to dinner and I rolled up um, on the venue. And I'm handing Beth the... You had to have little bracelets, and we'll talk about that in a minute. And the security guy's like, oh, yeah, y'all don't need that. They only last for another 15 minutes. So the, the after party ended at 10, which apparently Salt Lake City, they've got a bunch of laws. And I, I don't know. It, I was a little confused, but the after party ended way earlier than I was used to. So next year, if y'all are at Salt Lake City and you go to something – just know that it's going to end at 10. So if they say start at seven, they really mean it starts at seven. So they had to do like a whole guest list thing. And it had something to do with the liquor laws and being able to serve liquor versus give liquor versus charge people for liquor. I, I got confused on the whole explanation. Generally, I am not a guest list kind of guy. Like I, that's, that's just not the, I just don't roll that way. I don't do lines. I don't do guest lists, but they needed to set it up this way. I'm hoping maybe next year, the year after they'll figure out something else, but it was kind of an unnecessary evil this time. I, I would talk more about it, but like I said, I, I, I missed the guest part, <laughs> but it was supposed to be awesome. And they did have a lot of beer and they had a couple of food trucks so it looked like it had been an awesome party, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a jackass. I missed it. Which brings us to the show, the, the meat and potatoes, like the actual show show part. And that is brought to us by Phoenix Abrasive. Use discount code KP10 for 10% off all orders. And remember the Broadbeck Incinerator 36 belts. That's Phoenix Abrasive for all the finest abrasive needs. Yep. Used a bunch of their um, uh, Rhino Wet sheets today for doing the handle shaping. And I started using some of their aluminum oxide uh, 320 grit belts to, for when I put that 30 degree on the front of my, my handle. Yep. And boy, does that make hand sanding go way easier. So I'll, I'll go with a, like 60 grit until there's like... I don't know, 60 thousandths or so kind of at the edge. And then I'll just do 320 grit all the way up. And uh, yeah, I just have to use just a little bit of 600 grit and 
it's just a, a minute or so to polish up the front handles. Nice. I started using one of their uh, quote unquote shop rolls, which is that great idea you had. It was. Oh, yeah. We've already talked about how great it's working. <laughs> and my wastage is way down and it's way quicker. And I like the backing. It's more flexible than paper. So when I wrap it around a sanding stick, it doesn't doesn't want to crack as much. Mm-hmm. I want to deep dive with them a little bit about what abrasives are available. But the role I got has been really phenomenal. Yeah. And Greg, congratulations on your, your new baby. Don't think we ever congratulated you on that. So. We didn't. I complained about him not taking my phone calls, but I forgot to understand <laughs> that he's only getting like two hours of sleep right now. Yeah. I think that's baby number two for him and his wife. It is. You you would have thought they'd learn by now. Yeah. Lots of people um, said twins are good because you're one and done, but you sure l- lose a lot of sleep during that one and done. Well, and you don't, you don't get like the baby step. Like, I mean, you're just full end of the deep end with two yeah. with me. Like we had Jack and then I knew what I was getting into and I chose to do it anyway. And I don't regret that at all, but at least I had my eyes wide open. You just got thrown into the deep end. <laughs> like you went from, Oh, this is awesome. Let's have mimosas at 10 o'clock in the morning to, Oh shit. I haven't slept in three weeks and I don't know who I am anymore. Yeah. But they're doing good. Well, that's because you're a pretty awesome dad with a phenomenally awesome wife. Yeah. Yeah, this is where you For jump sure. in. There's, there, there's the off chance that she still listens to this, and <laughs> you might want to talk about how awesome she is. She's awesome, but I don't I, I don't think she's listened to a single episode yet. So, Shit, dude. She was like a third of our listenership. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That says something. Okay, so <laughs> on to Friday. Friday of the show. First day of the show. Really great crowd. I was a little blown away because every time you move a show, in a lot of ways, it's a brand new show. Right when the doors open, there are a few fanboys running through the hall, like charging to get to somewhere. It wasn't my table, but it was somewhere. I saw I saw Alicia did like a whole line video. It looked like it was probably at least 100 people in line waiting for early bird. It was more than that. I was impressed. It So the entrance of the hall was kind of tucked away. So there was a short line of people and then you turn the corner and there had to have been at least a hundred yards, if not more of people just packed in like the, I was really impressed with the number of people that are there. Good. Especially on a Friday. And more importantly, they were a buying crowd. Like it was a by ratio, it would compare to Blade Show East. I mean, obviously East is a way bigger show, but the yeah. people Friday showed up and they were there to spend money. Good. It was it was pretty impressive. An interesting mix of people between collectors, users, kitchen people, outdoor people. Like it was a a pretty broad mix. Saturday, the crowd was bigger. Not as many sales, though. A lot of people coming through. And they may have been doing more of the larger production companies, the booths, that kind of thing. 
But us at the tables were not seeing as much sales, but they were a lot of of people looking. And I think some of those guys are the people that they'll show up, they'll they'll pick it up, they'll fondle it, they'll see like how it fits in their hand, and then they'll commit to it. And it may be a few months later before they actually buy. Yeah. But it was also nice because it was a great chance to actually start talking to people. Yeah. Friday was pretty chaotic. It was hard to have a conversation. You know, stuff was going on. Saturday, there were a lot more people, but it was a more relaxed environment. A lot of first-time knife show people. Yeah. So it was a chance to kind of to hang out and talk to people. So I, financially, Saturday wasn't as good, but I enjoyed it more because I could actually talk to some people and hang out. Yeah. Saturday could have been because they'd spent all their money on Friday. That is a distinct possibility. <laughs> I think we also got a lot of people who were kind of new to the concept of what a knife show is that next year and the following years, they'll show up prepared. Nice. Mor- don't mortgage the house if you have to, to buy some cage daily knives. I'm good Absolutely. with it. Absolutely. It's, it's a much better investment. <laughs> Yeah, one of one of my coworkers was famous for saying, uh, "You can live in your car, but you can't drive a house." He's not wrong. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to throw around terms like Socrates, but the man may have been brilliant. <laughs> All right, and this brings us to the uh, the overall section, which is brought to you by Old Town Cutlery, where you can use discount code KP10 off of everything. And that's handle materials, that's adhesives, that's blade blanks, that's everything you would want. Uh, I don't think that includes uh, KH Daily Knives or Dogwood Custom Knives. I think it does. Yeah, it says all orders. I would give that a try. Yeah. Because if they give you 10% off of one of my customs, there's not much margin there. Like, I almost feel guilty for encouraging people to do that. Yeah. Oh, wait. No. I was raised by... Uh, nope. No guilt. I just remembered <laughs> I'm immune to that. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely check them out. Uh, Starbond adhesives. I went through a bunch of that with all my gluing up the 36 handle sets that I, I did. All of them had at least one liner and then two of the or 24 of them had two two liners. So went through a lot of that Starbond adhesive and they're a dealer for it. So and they just wrapped up their Knife Toberfest event which if you can't head out West, that is a great event to show up to. Uh, They usually have at least one food truck, some barbecue guys, really good food. If I had not been at Blade West, I would have been there. They have some good makers there for meet and greet. They had a couple of guys. um, Mark Hopper from Goat and Hammer was there. It's I was at Blade Show West, so I can't tell you that you should go there. But if you can't go to West to come see me, you definitely should be at the the Knifetober event. Yeah, there was another big event, too, up there, Makerfest. Oh, I forgot about that. Isn't that somebody's birthday? In the Northeast. It was a, it was a big big ind- or big weekend for the, the knife and maker industry. Yeah, they need to, like, talk to each other and stagger those events. <laughs> yeah. So overall on Blade West, I broke even. I actually think I made a little money on it, which I want to take a second and advise y'all. Some of the young guys are going to think, well, 
Should you break even or only made a little money? Why'd you go? Guys, y'all got to think of these shows as advertising expenses. You've got to go into the show not expecting to make any money. You've got to expect that it literally is just like advertising. It is meeting people that you're not going to normally meet, especially Blade West for me. It exposed me to markets that just had never heard of me before. And if you can have really specific, focused advertising that you wind up making some or your all of your money back, that's a freaking home run. Like I, I got to be honest, I did quite a few Blade Show East before I was breaking even. Yep. So to break even on, I mean, Blade Show West has been around for a while, but this is the first year that it was at Salt Lake. That was that was pretty huge. Yep. And you got a new dealer out of it. I did, which that's a great point. I mean, if you can go to a show, break even and pick up a dealer, that's all right. Now it's going to sound like I'm bragging. Well, it's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) There was one small issue. The bar staff. I'm not sure what was going on. There was a bar because, you know, it's Blade Show. It can't be Blade Show without a bar. And I know there's some weird, archaic, messed up laws around serving alcohol at uh, in Salt Lake and that sort of thing. But it was just rude. Like, I can deal with legally I can't serve you a drink right now, but you don't have to be an asshole about it. And I have, I unfortunately have to say that the bar staff was a big, shining, Mount Vesuvius, about ready to burst zit on what would have been an absolutely beautiful face. And part of that is that I am just absolutely bitter that late in the day, my water bottle, the water had gotten warm, and all I wanted was a cup of ice. I didn't want any liquor. I didn't want any beer. I just wanted a cup of ice. And they wouldn't sell me a cup of ice. They wouldn't give me a cup of ice. They like, like they made me work for it, and they still wouldn't give it to me. And I got to be honest, that kind of pissed me off. And that's all I got to say about that. Well, they say being pissed off is better than being pissed on, Dan. This is true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. That was, uh, hopefully they, uh, get that turned around for next year. Yeah. Especially considering the warm water in my water bottle was really vodka. That's just so much better on rocks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah funny stuff i'm sorry kyle i got really rambly and a a little drunk tonight i i I hope the editing won't be too much for you i think it should be okay all right but uh yeah so glad you had a fun time out there i did really phenomenal show i mean back to i made money with some phenomenal advertising i mean that's that's as good as the show is going to get. Did you get anything cool? You said you mentioned you got some handles for handle sets from uh, Greg Hansen, but I did. And I got the Calcarta and I picked up, I picked up a couple of knives from some new makers. I really want to put them through the test before I'm willing to give them the shout out. I didn't get one of Jacob's knives, but I'm, I'm really interested to see how he develops. I 
I thin out my handles a little more than he does, but he's got some really good concepts and he's got some good color combinations. So I'm going to be kind of keeping an eye on him. Yeah. And then we're going to have Corey on because there's some stone usage and some sharpening techniques that I picked up from him that I think I want to share with everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely interested in some of that stuff. Anything else you want to talk about on the show or you're only at 54 minutes. Usually you uh, want to spread it out to at least two hours. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I try to give our listeners their money worth, but we usually have some sort of expert that fills in with like knowledge and stuff in between my incoherent ramblings. (laughs) Uh, Gotcha. Yeah, no, it's a little bit of a short show. That's really all I've got that is is fit to be recorded. Yeah. Maybe we could do an after after hours where I can really just cut loose. Yeah. Cause we already did like the bullshit knives on Instagram with um with Jason the other night. Mm-hmm. And that that's really been my burning rage lately. Yeah. I'm 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 hope by this point everybody has heard that show and I hope you are joining me on like blowing up those counts with less than kind. Um, I want to say appraisals, but I'll say reviews. Yeah. Joe D sent me that like cleaver, like quarter. They said it's the best kitchen knife you'll ever own. It's like a quarter <laughs> inch thick and it's like four inches tall. And it's only sharpened up like one inch. So the, the bevel's got to be like almost 45 degrees. And uh, so he like, he like, forwarded that to me in instagram and apparently instagram now thinks that he really likes that <laughs> and he said he's, he's he's seen that knife like dozens of times on his feed the best so. comment i've seen on that knife was you don't need that in the kitchen you need to take it out to the north what is it uh the frozen northwest for harvesting redwoods <laughs> <laughs> yeah you could do that with it too Uh, Yeah. And that's the one, like that was the breaking point for me when I saw this supposed kitchen knife with this really screwed up shape and a quarter inch wide. That was, that's when I just went full retard. I just started (laughs) commenting. Yeah. I managed to not comment on it. So Uh, you're just adding to man. When you see stupid and you don't say anything, you're just perpetuating stupid. Like right now, you are part of the problem. Yeah, but sometimes when when people that don't know any better, they don't know who the stupid one is. Yeah, I don't have an answer other than you're part of the problem. <laughs> All right. I I didn't like the post. There we go. How about that? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, you guys. I've had, I've had I've had to walk back my my first six responses to that. <laughs> All right, guys, you can keep in touch with the podcast at nightperspective.com and keep in touch with us on night or on Facebook and Instagram at night perspective. And we're getting quite a few followers on Instagram. I've been doing a lot of the knife baker tips, uh, doing the collaboration between mine and the, the podcast account. Hopefully you guys are enjoying those and you can keep in touch with Dan Eastland of Dogwood Custom Knives at dogwoodcustomknives.com, Dogwood Custom Knives on Facebook and Instagram. And you can keep in touch with me, Kyle Daly of Cage Daily Knives at cagedailyknives.com and Cage Daily Knives on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And uh, hopefully our website's going to be getting a lot faster 
we've had some problems with our our server provider and we're going to be switching that over and hopefully that'll be done by the time this airs so you guys won't notice any difference but we're going to make it more better yeah both our web or both my website and the podcast website are ridiculous slow so we think we got to figure it out we're going to switch the servers and should be all good so yay all good yeah so thanks everybody and say good night dan good night dan well let's take it to the edge because that's what's expected in this discussion this is the night prospective